Hello and welcome, my name is Leah Barber and you're listening to Next Gen Femme, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women's achievements. Be it in business or massive personal goals, we speak to women that persevered through the ups and downs to pursue their passions. I don't feel like I ever want to be just mediocre in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best for me and I'm not necessarily comparing myself to other people. If other people are doing better, that's great, but I wanted to see myself moving up, so that keeps me going. On our next episode of Next Gen Femme, myself and Fee Malone speak to instructional designer and country hopper, Andrea McMullen, who traveled to our super secret location via an e-scooter. Andrea brings us through her childhood days of attending summer camps, enjoying them so much to the point that when she was old enough, she decided to work there, quickly progressing up the ranks. Taking this ambition into her college and career, you'll soon see a pattern as she climbs the ladder in every role she takes on. Just like many of our episodes, this is full of laughs, amazing stories, and a spot of Mandarin thrown in for good measure. We're excited for you to hear our fifth episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Next Gen Femme or Next Generation Female, however you'd like to put it. We are here very excitedly bringing you episode five of the podcast. Woo-hoo! That's Fee Malone, as always, here beside me, my right-hand woman. Um, and we're very really, excited. She gets very excited. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited to be bringing you our fifth episode. And we're here with Andrea McMullen, who is an instructional designer, part-time artist, country hopper, and studying for her master's, as well as being an e-scooter enthusiast. So welcome, Andrea. Hey, scoot, scoot. <laughs> Thank you very much for, for joining us. So we'll start with asking you to introduce yourself to the audience. For our listeners, your name, your, where you're from, your age, your occupation, and interesting slash random fact, which can be about yourself or about just general life knowledge. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Andrea, and I'm from California, uh, San Francisco, if anyone's been. I'm 28 years old, and... <laughs> what are the other questions? <laughs> that was a long list. Yeah, uh, your occupation and interesting fact. Yeah, um, I'm an instructional designer for a software company. So I create um, or write and research uh, e-learning courses. Mm-hmm. And um, interesting fact, I speak Mandarin. Oh my god! I lived in China for uh, about three years. So okay, you're gonna you're gonna yeah, have no to pressure, give us something but you're now. gonna have to give us something now. Give us something now. Dadia uh, hao. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> it's so weird for us to hear it. Okay, no, no, straight face. Don't. I just wasn't expecting it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> What did you just say? <laughs> that sounds crazy. I said, hello, everyone. Uh, I lived in China for about three years, which is why I can speak Chinese. Oh, my gosh. It actually, good. although it sounds kind of gibberishy, like any language that, that, that you don't can know, speak, yeah. but it just it does sound kind of good. <laughs> I can speak gibberish as well. <laughs> That's well, another fun fact. Should I, should I add that <laughs> well? Is gibberish an actual language? It's made up. So you mean like, is it Pig Latin? Kind of similar. Oh. So this is like, you can add, there's a couple of versions. You can add like ib, so ib in yeah. front of vowels. Yeah. So like cup would be kebab. Yeah. And then there's another one where you can add id, ig, so it a gig. And so like cup would be kitigup. Yeah. So to go, it gets to the end. Stop! What? Yeah, but it go again at the end the end. Yeah. What? That's what? more impressive than the manner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. 
joking about What did you say? Oh my gosh. I said, I, what did I say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, this is what it sounds like. And this is, people do understand this. My my parents and my granny and my brother used to speak Pig Latin whenever they didn't want people to understand them. Yeah, I couldn't speak it, hard. but I started to understand what they'd say. So, mum, anytime she doesn't want anyone to know, they what, like take the cons the first yeah, letter, is yeah, it, and they remove it and put it start. Yeah. So it's it's weird, but. Uh, She's if she doesn't want anyone to know what she's saying, she'll speak to me in Pigland. I can't reply to her, but I'll know what she yeah. what no. she's saying. Because so I'm like, I, yeah, okay, gotcha. I remember seeing it in like a Looney Tunes yeah. cartoon or whatever years ago, and I was like, what? And yeah, I think it's like bag will be ag bay mm. and things like that. So you like that bag, you take that bay, yeah. ag bay. So you take that those two little letters and mm-hmm. stick them at the end and stuff. But you, I it's couldn't imagine the ag bay. That was I've never seen anything like that. Your it was like yo- it was yeah, it was like yodeling. You were like yodeling. <laughs> the ibs are easier. Yeah. Wow. So, These random facts are crazy. getting really random. Yes. I'm not that it excited. Is, it, it's really, well. it's really random. I actually learned that at, at camp. I was a camp kid for like eight years. Oh. You know, so we're totally, we've totally digressed we, we from have, the first I'm question, sorry. but it's starting to get really fun and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, as well as the rest, the rest of the podcast will be, but you, like. Obviously, for us watching like American TV shows and stuff like that. What is this camp? And you see kids going <laughs> to these camps on yeah. lakes, and for a week at a time, the parents just like, okay, go. Like, is that? I got sent to a camp. camp. Yeah, <laughs> soccer camp or like yeah. these really random week camps where you play like rounders and you do art. Like we had random stuff here, but like What's what we, what we see in movies is that fairly accurate to maybe maybe it's obvious. Uh, obviously dramatized in the movie. Oh yeah, but, but it is a thing for sure for parents to send their kids off And how to camp. long would you go for? But it's like on a lake in these cabins in like... The, mine wasn't on a, on a lake. Um, we had a nice river that we would sometimes... So there was water. Through, there yes. was water. Um, but yeah, I was in the Santa Cruz mountains and just around just beautiful redwood trees and no cell service. So And is it like a week or is it a summer or... So like I had... I started going when I was like 11 and I would go for a week and then I just loved it. And so I'd be like, mom, send me longer. And so yeah. I would go then for two weeks and then when I turned 14, I was in doing these kind of like leadership and training programs. Oh, is so this where I, this all stemmed from? <laughs> this teaching and e-learning? Exactly, yeah. It's like, it was a really like big part of my life actually. Kind of, they wanted to help, you know, bring up these young kids to have leadership skills, actually be in the cabins mm. with younger kids and helping out and that kind oh, of that's thing. That's very good, yeah. Rather than just kind of like, you know, bopping around and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So you're actually learning something. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, then I was there for three weeks at a time for a couple years. And then I became a counselor and I was there for six weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So the whole summer. So loved it. Absolutely oh, loved God. it. So actually a lot of my really good friends, like the person um, going to my friend's wedding in two weeks back in the States, I know her and all of her bridesmaids from camp. Oh my from God. when we were 12. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. That's yeah. awesome. So we didn't go to the same school together. We didn't even live in the same town, but we all kept in touch because mm. we would meet up every summer. So really, That's really so nice. Neat. It's because like, we're stuck here with no cell service. We got to survive together. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to get through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. The best thing I went, or the, the closest thing I went to was Bible camp. Wow. What was that like? It was actually fun because although it was like, Bible camp, I'm inverting commas here because the premise was centered around Bible studies at night. 
it was actually kind of fun because they had abseiling walls, they had wall or wall climbing walls, they had like these things through the trees, like bridges and things you could climb up. They had like a lot of climbing. The, yeah, they had a the Bible. They <laughs> They had a zip line. They had a hall that you played soccer and indoor hockey in. And you went there for like a weekend, a long weekend. It was a place called Volca in Wicklow. I don't know if it's still there, but it was actually fun. But you obviously had to like do the Bible yeah. readings at night. Sounds like it was more fun than Yeah, like, they did talent stuff. shows and stuff. It was on the last night and stuff. So it was fun, but like it was centered around like Jesus. Like, no offense yeah. to anyone that's Jesus. There's lots of different types <laughs> of camp like that. Like you can, like mine was just kind of a standard sports camp. Mm. But yeah, there's lots of different types of ones where yeah. you like you go to a camp just for soccer or yeah, yeah or I was one of those, or something. Yeah. I used to go to hurling camp, then tennis camp, uh-huh. and then soccer camp. Yeah, I did the soccer camp and then swimming camp. <laughs> yeah, literally. I, just, I, I think it was. I, I think it was an Irish it. parent thing, like how many things can we sign you up during the summer because we need to get rid of you no that actually wasn't my life really? I wanted mom I need to go to this now and she'd be like oh, okay why and I was like because yeah. I don't want to be I, I mm. just want to go to these things and yeah. whatever and I was one of those kids that was really I, I totally agree there our parents are like yeah. please leave me for six weeks <laughs> um but no I was one of those kids that just wanted to do everything and lucky enough to have that support to be like okay well you know you've hurling camp this week and then next week you've whatever and I loved them I yeah loved them I loved so them much. too yeah. mm-hmm. I did it was brilliant but I was just maybe because we we're supporting that's true I'm sure there's lots of other camps yeah. to support everybody else in there but we've <laughs> we've kind of digressed <laughs> but it was fun digression is that a good word it's an actual word but uh, we'll we'll bring we'll reel it back in and get back on track with the the general premise of the podcast. But um, I guess what we'd love to know is like where your journey began and what it is that your journey is for you. Like you mentioned, you were in China and you mentioned the the camps that you went to in America and stuff like that. At and home. that you're teaching now. And you're teaching that you did and, art and that, that you're really cool. yeah, to... an instructional designer and stuff. So where. And you're obviously American, but live in Ireland as well. Yeah. So I mean, where how did you get here? Yeah, so <laughs> San Fran to Ireland. Essentially, yes. where does your story begin and take us on that journey with you? Cool. Well, I've been uh, not living in the States for five and a half years, give or take. I left February 2014. Mm, right, okay. Yeah, so it's a good while now. And so I guess like in college, I, I studied I studied international business um, with an emphasis in doing business in China. Mm-hmm. And I that was kind of, I studied that because my dad does a lot of business in China. Um, he's been doing kind of import export stuff, having his, he has his own business. Uh, he's been doing that for like the last 30 years. And so he's always told me like, this is, this is the way to success. Like you have to study business and like, you know, if you ever learned Mandarin, like you would be able to, you'd have so many more opportunities for yourself in anything you wanted to do. And so I was always like, well, that's my path, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went to college, got my business, um, I mastered, uh, majored in my, in business. And, um, and I was working after college and I just like, wasn't happy in San Francisco. I didn't really know like what direction I was going in. I was working in business, like, you know, just I was working 13, 14 hour days, wearing a suit every day, 
working sometimes night shifts and like it was just really bad environment for me and I knew I needed a change. I always knew I wanted to go to China and actually live there. I had been prior on one of my dad's business trips um, so I kind of knew what I'd be getting myself into. <laughs> um, so kind of on a whim, I, I think I spent about a month doing some research okay. and applying for jobs over in China, teaching jobs. I got a job that I really wanted, and I packed up and I I left. And what, was, what was the what was the role? Um, it was a, a teaching English. Okay. Yeah, for a, a not a public school. It was um kind of like an after school English like a training. Teacher yeah. kind of. Yeah. A thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the kids after school would then come to our school, and um, I'd have a bunch of different classes in the evening. Um, so I did that for a year. And then I was offered an, a job uh, within the same school to um, run one of their centers. Oh, wow. So, Big step up. Yeah, it was huge and really, really great opportunity. And cause, so I was kind of in and out of doing like a lot of marketing work, doing training stuff with other teachers, yeah, sales as well, and doing my own teaching. So I was kind of like in charge of the entire entire center and then after another six months they asked if I would do a, become a training manager there and so right. I trained I created their whole training program and uh, trained all the new teachers that would come on board so that's a lot of responsibility yeah it was awesome so cool <laughs> I know. I'm awesome <laughs> um, I'm definitely one of those people that like I love being busy and yes. having like and progressing as well. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. But um, it was really nice to 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 be. I don't know, helping people and their kind of when they first came to China and helping them kind of transition in and and learning how to teach exactly. A little bit like your camp progression, really. Like you know, mm. always like that. I, <laughs> Seems I, to be a trend. <laughs> there's always a trend. I literally, and even in my job after college, like I moved up. I was an intern. I became like a management trainee. Yeah. And then I then like I just kept going and then I became an assistant manager and I was like, you know, my early twenties at that point and I was That's incredible, yeah. Managing large groups of people mm -hmm. and it's that's hard. But it's like nice. my my business degree didn't teach me how to manage people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's maybe talk about that. Like what did you yeah. learn in college as part of your degree? <laughs> and was it useful? <laughs> yeah. Um well I like my so my degree was in international business so we had a, like a huge emphasis was on cross-cultural communication and mm -hmm. uh, differences in yeah culture but yeah like at the end of it I wasn't able to you know write a business plan the like, things you think you'd learn in yeah business mm -hmm. school how to give an effective presentation how to network with people how to interview like all of those things kind of the presentation lacking. thing was something we had mentioned previously that in podcast you're just yeah. told we that you need to do this presentation next week with yeah. three other people go away and do it there's no kind of oh we'll show you actually how to like, put a, an effective one together yeah, and how to presentation hold etiquette kind of exactly yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. which is a massive skill for someone Huge. in business yeah and someone uh, pretty much across all disciplines now these days mm -hmm. yeah but for business you would think okay when i think of business and i never ever studied it in school or anything like that but i think business plans I think entrepreneurship I think accounting I think that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but it seems to be that real life is a little bit different would you agree uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely um and that's why like in in college I actually I helped found a 
uh, an organization within the oh my gosh tell us more yes okay it's again more some more leadership stuff which is and like it's really important for me because like when I let me backtrack so when I first went to college I went to a community college mm-hmm. Do you, you have them here yeah they'd be like is that part is that secondary school or is that college? no that's college. college so we have like CBS which is like it's our and at home we have the tech, which is like an in-between kind of college. No, okay. okay. I think I'm thinking of things like um, the technical institutes, like yeah. for PLC courses and stuff. Would that be like a community college? No. If anyone knows better, maybe yeah. tweet us or at Let us, us know be because. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe there is some in yeah in Ireland, but like there'd be it, the like of Cork College of Commerce, which is kind of a. It does like the level threes, level fours, level fives. Yeah, so do the technical. And then those people tend to go on to ITs and tend to yeah, go if yeah, they want it. So it could be like something POC, similar to yeah. College of Commerce, which yeah, is like yeah. that. Yeah, because um, in in the states, like in colleges, you, your first two years is, does has nothing to do with your major and what you're studying. Your first two years is your general education, and which is your English, your math, science, all those things that you have to take, which is pretty much a repeat of what you took in high school. Yeah, or I was just going to say, do not cover that. Yeah. yeah, you have to do it all over again. Yeah. Strange, no, but okay. Yes. <laughs> and is that across all disciplines now, or that's every college, is that sure? Yes, I would. Broadly, yes. yes. Okay. And, and no uh, matter what course you do, you yeah. still... Could you imagine doing that, coming out of the leaving cert and then doing another year? I'd be like, uh, here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent six well? years. We just did an exam. I'm okay, I got a B. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Pros and cons, though, you know, but like, if that gives two years for people who are finishing high school to figure out what they want to do. So you don't have to do it. No, you do have to oh, do you it. Do. You do, but so then you... if you finish those two years and decide that you don't want to continue with your course, is that what you're saying? Or yeah, or like if, if you... Cause, so after two years, you can change your major mm. and to something else. So that's what I did. Oh, that's... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough, okay. when yeah, you put it fair. that way. Mm-hmm. So like maybe when you're like 20, you can actually decide so what you want to start you studying. You could have started at 18 saying, I'm going to study interpretive dance. And then sure. after two years go, actually, I know I want to be a vet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, if that Drastic. was you, we need Drastic. to talk to you because that sounds like a really interesting journey. But... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, I went to community college down in Santa Barbara. Okay. Who cool. knows where that is? Oprah lives there. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's beautiful. Do you think we could get her on the podcast? Maybe I'll hit her up. We're <laughs> your connections. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh my God, what an amazing place to really? live. It was unreal. So like my... Um, community college was right on this hill looking down over the water Stop. and the ocean was so freaking gorgeous um, I know that so nice. made you beautiful. never want to go to school I know yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah so I then transferred up to after two years there I transferred up to San Francisco uh, State University mm-hmm. to then start my courses for business and then there, I didn't really know anyone because I had just transferred. And it, San Francisco is kind of a commuter college. So, like, nobody actually lived in San Francisco. Oh. So people would come in to do their classes and, and then they would leave. leave again. Okay. And so, like... Oh, that college atmosphere then really wasn't So there was there. no, like, on-campus accommodation kind of thing and no, fraternities no. and sororities. And... There were, but, like, they weren't as big in this particular college. Okay. So, okay. like... 
Yeah, they're in other ones. They are like okay. what you see in the movies. I know. <laughs> we're like, I want to be part of a sorority. We sound pure sad, Gordon. The only American we know is from the movies. Like, well, like, <laughs> what is wrong with us today? <laughs> we're <laughs> Irish. We're so reclusive. Uh, <laughs> we're in the wish today. Um, so you didn't have any of that kind of no. So my, I actually, I have a good friend now. Her name's Ariel and she, what a name. I know. And she has red hair. That's why the parents call her that. She's brilliant. Is her boyfriend called Sebastian? (laughs) No. (laughs) She's going to hate me. What's the guy with black hair? Zach? No. Eric. Eric. I'm also coming across as a real Disney creep here. Um, we like her Disney hair. Yeah. She do. came into um, one of my classes and she was talking about that she's trying to get this group of people together to start this organization in the college. And I was like, I need to be a part of something. I need to do something different. And it's actually, it's a fraternity. It's a business fraternity. So it used to be all men, but now it's like, it's co-ed. It changed nice. in like the 70s. Okay. And we were going to start up a chapter at San Francisco State. Okay. And um, this organization is pretty much how to teach people yeah, how to network, how to interview. how All to the things setting. that you wanted to know yeah. and expected exactly. to learn. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like our clubs and socks. So somebody's like set, somebody's setting up a club, club that's yeah. to do with presentations and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And so it was like a really big thing and it's still going strong at the moment, Amazing. like years later. Yeah, so, good for you. Yeah, it was really, really great. And there was no like hazing, like <laughs> what you would see in like yeah. normal TV shows or something. Oh, initiation processes. Yeah. Yes. What so, they all have to give up and give a presentation and <laughs> what we did they're do, accepted though, into. <laughs> in order to get accepted in, they had to sit in the front of a room with just a light beaming on them. <laughs> and oh, an interrogation. Oh my gosh. It was kind of an interrogation. This took a turn. Sure. I know. And our whole like organization was sitting in like kind of darkness. in the classroom in the darkness and we interviewed them. Like Whoa. them in interview questions like what give us an example just like well to get in they had they had this it was like a couple weeks prior they had to do all these things and so we were asking them questions like what well, what did you do during those weeks that like would prove to us that you are worthy of being being oh into God. the organization <laughs> so intense but i kind of love like it that. but the point was is that this is going to be the worst interview you're, you're ever yeah. going to go through uh-huh. and if you can get through it here yeah you can get through it and an organization that you actually want to work at, you know, exactly, yeah. So it's it was all in in good, good fun, in good fun, and, yeah, good fun, yeah. yeah, and not educational is not the word, but like giving you that experience, yeah. It was tough, I like it. Tough, no, I like thrown that. into the pan, kind of thing. Yes. Wow. Anyways, so yeah, um, that was a huge part of my college experience, mm-hmm. um, and building up other people's professional skills yeah. and yeah. everything so I was actually then there became the like our vice president of membership sounds so fancy <laughs> and so I like helped um bring on board new people and like helping them with their CVs and their interview skills so that was like my job within the organization mm-hmm. wow so and then so that just kind of I've always known that I've liked that kind of training process and I've known from very early on um and from camp from my organization in college that I that's what I needed to do but I didn't know like right out of college how do you be like hi I want to be a training manager like you can't do that and so Mm -hmm. like 
every job that I I got, I wanted to find something where I could be in kind of some kind of training role or I could be training people or educating somebody, anything. And if I wasn't in that, I made myself be a part of that. <laughs> I forced myself. <laughs> So um, I really stepped up in in, in my jobs to uh, to to be in the in the position that I wanted to, and I think that's what happened when I went to China, mm-hmm. and that I was I was already helping out new people, even though I wasn't a I wasn't yeah. a training manager at that point. I was helping them, and so that showed my boss that I was capable for the job. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I was doing the job prior to actually getting it, uh-huh, which is, okay. I think, huge. Yes, yeah, for okay. anybody that wants a step up in their job, start doing the job. Don't Show leave. initiative, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, wow, that was a long intro, and I haven't even gotten to the next <laughs> no. two countries. So what happened <laughs> on to then? part two? So you were in China in this role, yeah. training in all the... New Andreas, learning Mandarin. Exactly. I was learning Mandarin on the side. That was like, that was huge. That's one of the main reasons why I went to China in the first place is like, yeah. I really wanted to learn Mandarin. And that was like yeah. my top you're priority. You're really industrious. Like you're like, yeah, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to learn. And I know it's all for the greater good. And you seem to really enjoy it. Like you're not giving out about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had to do this and I had to. It's like, I got to do it. Yeah. All my choice, all something that I wanted to do. And it was a challenge. And my God, that China was a challenge. And I'd learning say Chinese so. was a challenge. Mm-hmm. And the country and that whole change in your culture environment changes and culture. As well. Yeah. For sure. I'd say there so. was some just, you take for granted just going to the post office and being able to mail something yeah. here when you speak English and everybody else speaks English. And you go to China and it's this huge ordeal, like because like you don't know the the, the words that you're that, that they're saying, and even mm-hmm. though you like prep beforehand of like what's the kind of I know the word for this or the word for that, there's always going to be like something that comes up where you're like I'm stuck, yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what's happening right now, and. For me, working hard and studying, I had I studied by myself. I studied with a tutor. I went to classes at the school that they provided uh, Chinese classes. I had a language partner, and I was just like studying for this big like language exam that I was just going to take on my own. So this is all my free time in addition to working. But just to go into these very normal situations and just master it was huge. So to go to the bank and deposit mm-hmm. money, money was like a victory and my gosh like it was just such I can a, see you coming out of that going yes yes, yes nailed it <laughs> take that off the list okay oh. next time to go to post office yeah so funny actually um fun story I, I like to tell people there was this uh restaurant across the street from where I lived and we called it we had these funny names for restaurants because we could never there, none of the names were in English, so mm-hmm. we would have, there was like koala place, and like, there was wooden chairs place, and <laughs> beer place, and so this place was... <laughs> we would totally do the same, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. That was great. So this was wooden chairs place, had a great menu, but it was all in Chinese characters, there was no pictures. And so the way I learned how to order from there, and I learned how to say, I don't know how to read this, can you pick something for me, and I want to try it. And I, so I learned how to say that in Chinese when I first oh, started. Oh, that's a good idea. really good. And so the guy was just like, blah, 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 blah. He was just like talking. And I was like, cool, like I'm, I'm okay with that. And so 
then I, I would have him write down the, the, the Chinese word for what, the, what dish I just ordered. And then I would take it to my tutor and I'd be like, how do I say this? Uh-huh. And so then I could reorder it. Oh, so anyways, that is, that is so yeah, clever. Yeah. It's very clever. <laughs> so I, it's uh, a good way of teaching yourself and figuring out a way to learn different things. And you'd remember it because it's yeah. all by action as well. Yeah. So you, you won't forget it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really, I'm so impressed. It was hard for a while. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but this place was so good. But it got to a point where I was able to call the guy on the phone and I'd be like, hey, can I get this and this and this and this and this? And then he'd say, yeah, and then I'd go and get it. So funny enough, though, because he had my number when any other foreigner would come into the restaurant, he would call me and he'd be like, he always called me Annie. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Annie! There's... <laughs> There's foreigners in here, and they don't know how to order. And then he'd hand the phone to them. <laughs> and they I remember God. one time. So he became their translator? Totally. He called me all the time. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Oh, that's so nice. But they were always the teachers. Possibly annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little. Yeah. But it was flattering that like he thought my Chinese was so good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, my God. Anyways, so those were like little victories. So if you're in China, say. check out Wooden Chairs, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommended. What's it actually? Did you find? Out what it was actually called. No. <laughs> so much for the system. So you, didn't, you didn't even think of like writing the name of the no. thing and bringing it to your child later and be like, what's that one? <laughs> so so much easier. Yeah. Check it out, China. Yeah. Ask for Annie. Ask for Annie. He'll have my all my digits. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so after um, China, so I actually met my partner there. Hi, uh, Evan. Uh, Evan is Irish. He's from Galway. And uh, he came to China six months after I initially uh, arrived. And we met at the, we worked together. At wooden chairs. At wooden chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Your man running and was like, there's somebody here. Hear that cancer He's from Galway. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> One of <laughs> That was her other job at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I met Evan there and um, we were there for about three years and decided to leave China and go to New Zealand. So we lived in New Zealand for a year. And so just where did you finish off with China in terms of your roles and stuff like that? I was a training manager. Okay. Yeah. And then I was still managing a center at the same time. I was still teaching classes and I actually made a lot of videos for school. So oh, wow. I did like, I made all these kind of like recruitment videos. Cool. Again, like totally something I put on myself. I initially thought like, oh, the school needs it. Like, they just need a video. So I'm just going to do one on my own my own time. Yeah. And I was like, let's just see how they how they like it. I had no experience with video editing or filming or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you guys think? And they were like, this is brilliant. We'll pay you to do more. Nice. And I was like, deal. <laughs> so I worked sometimes. How much yeah. did you make? I made four recruitment videos. Five? Five? And then I made a lot of other smaller center related marketing wow. videos as cool. well. So That's class. yeah, lots of lots of roles, totally self-inflicted. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Cool. So I moved to New Zealand and mm-hmm. Did I, you look for a similar role? Did you kind of. I tried. So I was because I, I was working with kids for so long um, that it was just easy to get another job working with kids, even though that wasn't really what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was just like 
I had so much experience, so I was yeah. able to pick up a job, no problem. And when you're traveling like that, and that's the first thing you need to do, really, isn't it? Yes. Get a job. Really needed to get a job, because yeah. we had um, done a bit of traveling before going to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. We went, yeah. My dad lives in Costa Rica, and so we went and visited him for like a month, just nice. like chilling. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Which is great. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I got a job really quickly in New Zealand, which turned out not to be, like, the best decision. It was too much responsibility, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. There was, I think, just too much put on me in this particular role. Um, Some of it should have been lifted off. That must be a lot because you seem to have always had quite a busy schedule. And And so if you're saying it was... out more work. Yeah, and if you're saying it was undoable... Yeah, but I had like, I think there's a difference with the other, the other jobs where I had, I had great support Uh from other people. So if I, I had great staff and so that makes a big difference versus like maybe my other job in New Zealand, it all was kind of depending on me. Mm -hmm. I know that feeling. (laughs) I think we all do. And zero appreciation. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's tough. So that was a really stressful job. And I, that was, those were some hard times. Mm -hmm. Like being, when you don't, when you're in an environment, a work environment that you're not happy in and you're stressed out, it just translates into like everything Everything. else. Relationships, family, even going and enjoying your traveling experience. You can't. Yeah, exactly. So after, we were only there for like nine months or so. And we're like, it's time to go. Even though loved New Zealand, absolutely gorgeous country, Mm -hmm. brilliant people, weather was beautiful, loved it. But yeah, it was like, we were only on a a year holiday visa anyways. So Um, we decided to move back to Ireland. Right. Yes. And um, And how was that? (laughs) Again, very difficult when I first moved here. I won't, I won't lie. How did your family take all this kind of living away from home? Good question. Well, my dad already lives away from home, so mm-hmm. he's, he lives in Costa Rica. He's been living there for six or seven years or okay. something like that. He's a he's a big surfer, so he's just like, he follows sounds the cool. waves. He's a, he <laughs> sounds cool. He's a cool dude, yeah. <laughs> he's like in his 60s and surfs every day. He's <laughs> it's the dream. So, yeah. It's the dream. He's living his best life. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I, they have always traveled. And my family is also like really far apart. So like my brother lives in like Northern California, like three hours from San Francisco. My grandma's down in Los Angeles, which is quite far away. And my mom moved to another state. My dad's in Costa Rica. And so it was actually quite easy for me to leave Mm -hmm. because I didn't have like a home base. No, like nobody was just like in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of Irish families. (laughs) Yeah. Which is hard to leave a, like a core group of people yes. mm-hmm. yeah. um, in one sitting. But anyway, so even when I go back home, I don't even see how You nearly have to travel, yeah. I, you know, as much as you say you're going home, you're actually doing quite a bit of traveling as well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So um, anyways, it, was, yeah, it wasn't too bad. They were very encouraging. And my, oh, my dad in particular. Yeah. When I'm well, he was the one that was like, you need to do business and you need to learn Mandarin. Exactly. So you were like, okay, gold in his books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, yeah. And then they, like, both my parents, like, visited me in China. I, I wasn't in New Zealand for very long, so they didn't get a chance to Do they like there. China? Well, my dad had been, oh, he yes. goes, like, he was three there. times yeah, a year yeah. for 30 years, so he goes a lot. But I, didn't, I wasn't sure if my mom was going to like it, because she's one of those that just loves her, like, sun holidays. Mm, yes. Okay. And she loved it. Really? She loved okay. it. Great. Oh, I was so happy. But just, like, the food in China is just unreal. Yeah. 
So I'd say like street food and stuff because there's that Netflix show and it's like they've got uh, street food vendors that have like Michelin star. Yeah, that's their best food, isn't yeah. it? Street food. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to go over just Japan. have the street Japan food. Japan better be like yeah. this. Probably. It will yeah. Be. I'm so excited. I'd say it's so, so good. excited for you. Thanks. <laughs> oh, love, um, love to have gone to Japan. So that's great that your family were super encouraging of your travels and, and your what decisions you, what you were doing. So. I suppose that brings us back to you moved back to lovely Ireland and Galway. G town, (laughs) yeah, yeah. In order to work here, I had I needed to apply for a partnership visa. Anyways, I had to send this massive packet of information saying that I was in a relationship with an Irish citizen and. Oh my god. Anyways, it took seven months to process. What age are you at this stage? Sorry. I well, we moved here in August two thousand seventeen, so I was. 25, 26, 27? 27, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we had to send all this information. It took seven months to process, and during that time, I couldn't work. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching online, um, teaching English, which was really great. And I had started uh, doing my master's during that time as well. I, I didn't actually think when I came to Ireland that I was going to do a master's. Mm-hmm. This was very much like... I, th- I thought I was going to be chilling for seven months. <laughs> like, I like, literally thought I was going to do nothing. Yeah. And I was stoked about it. And what's your master's on and how did you take one up, I suppose? <laughs> yeah. No one know, does that. Everyone on my part time, I might just do a master's, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this fun. doesn't surprise me about you learning yeah. all about this today. Oh, you know, I've got seven months, you know, yeah. free time. <laughs> I'll just do a master's. Yeah. But I'm not impulsive. So let's, <laughs> I yeah, swear no. I'm not. No, um, not. You seem to think of things logically, like in a, how will this benefit me and mm. why should I do it kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I can definitely get that, that you wouldn't be impulsive, that you'd, there would be a reasoning or not a tactic behind what you're doing, but definitely like a thought behind it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah, it was, um, because I had, I had a training background, I worked in education and I also love art. I draw and paint in my spare time and She's um, very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, Own it. You are very yeah. good. Don't be modest. That's such a woman thing. You're we really good. We need you good. to t- say out loud, I am a good painter. Do it. I'm a good painter. Louder. I'm a good painter. <laughs> She's there actually crying now. Leah's like sitting on top <laughs> of her and making her say it. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, you... you uh, Found this masters. Yes. And it encapsulates all the training and the art and all that and together. And the art, exactly. So I and I just I, all of the jobs that I was looking at in in Ireland, they all required a certain technical technical skills in terms of like Photoshop and other mm-hmm. Adobe products and things like that. That I just I kind of had just like a general idea about. I mm-hmm. didn't have an in depth in depth knowledge about them or how to use them. So um, I was like, I need to do something. I need to utilize the seven months. What am I going to do? And so my master's is in um, e-learning design and development. Mm-hmm. So that really incorporates, yeah, my training oh, and gotcha. my design that I really enjoy. Wow. So uh, initially I had to do a, a level eight special certificate award. Yeah. Um, so I did that in digital media and then that transitioned into the master's. Which will be level nine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I finished half of it so far and... Right when I finished the second, the first half, I uh, then I got my job. I got my visa, like in all like a very short period of time. Yeah, all happened at once. I was finished that my master's, all these projects. I was applying for jobs. 
they were asking me to do projects and I got my visa and it was so full on. But yeah, yeah. really, really good. So, and I was really happy that with just half a master's that I was able to get into the e-learning industry. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at now. So yeah, I'm an instructional designer. Um, We have like a variety of courses that we, we create. So like I'm doing one on actually safeguarding children. There could be one on CPR, more like HR topics. Mm-hmm. We're also creating more courses on like well-being. So like mental health and mm-hmm. nutrition and all that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. Okay. Which is a huge topic. Huge. There's a massive business for this. Like yeah. totally a understand. big, big topic yeah. mm-hmm. um, because... And businesses people, lose out on productivity mm-hmm. when their employees aren't sleeping or they're not eating well and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. like just they need to know about these things yeah. and via a training course that Andrea would design. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So I so, like this. And people, it's a huge thing. People want to learn maybe in the space of their own home as well. Like through their laptop, their, you know, on the go, they can just kind of pick up where they left off. Yeah. There isn't, well, I know some e-learn e-learning has a schedule to it but you can still like if you miss the schedule you can still do it in your mm-hmm. own time so e-learning is huge it's like you look at Shaw Academy and like Skillshare mm-hmm. and stuff like that which is a big service or a very useful yeah. service for people to and we would always encourage at third level I would anyway students that you know if I discussed a topic today there are plenty of sites and e-learning uh, databases that you can go to mm-hmm. and brush up on this or use it to study I think going to the library and opening a book is still applicable but if that's not your thing this e-learning thing really gives you another opportunity to mm-hmm. understand how you learn which is the most important thing and upskilling (laughs) upskilling upskilling we're a big fan of upskilling Upskilling on this podcast yeah Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people need to continuously learn and continuously upskill and level up themselves pretty much level up life is like (laughs) life is like a video game you just have to keep hitting one level next yeah. after another I think you're a really good example of that yeah and, it, and, and a really yeah. good example of things aren't going to fall on your lap if you just sit there like you really showed initiative yeah. by doing yeah. those things in China where you made those videos and then they saw the value and the use in them and you got positive return on and that and the you, quality of your work yeah as well, exactly which is always lovely to, so it's to hear. definitely something to take if you can take a lot away from this episode yeah. of the podcast but if that's the only thing that you take away is that show initiative and put yourself out there and doors will open yeah it'll you. make your own luck yeah that's what they say isn't it do more work harder definitely nice that thing only if you love it as well yeah so that's true I, I really liked doing the video editing it was kind of like a, a hobby mm-hmm. you know and then I was like well, maybe the, my company can benefit from it as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was like huge. I never, you never want to do work that if you don't enjoy doing mm. it. Oh, or, of course. That's so. like, don't force yourself to do something, yeah. but the results will be better if you do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. My video editing and stuff like that, that came from, oh, I enjoy doing this. And then people saying, why don't you try and get money from it? So I now do. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of like resonates or that's kind of similar for us. What, what software do you use? Premiere Pro, all Adobe. Okay. Yeah. Adobe's great. Yeah. It's just handy because they can all talk to each other. Definitely. Yeah, can all connect. So you're still doing your master's or are you finished now? I'm finishing up the second half. Yeah, I've just started. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing a, I have to do a project and then a thesis. On and you're project. working as well. I'm working. Monday to Friday. Yes. Um, I have a question. Throughout your whole country hopping, and and all that were you ever nervous about moving around and and any of those kind of 
those decisions, will say. I feel like I should have been. <laughs> no, but not necessarily. But I, speak, I, I would never just go to a country and then just like wing it, being like, oh, where, where am I gonna live? Like mm. when, like when we moved to New Zealand, like we had a place already ready to go for us to stay. I'm not surprised knowing you. I plan everything. <laughs> yeah. So with any kind of planning, I think that that helps the nerves yeah. a little bit obviously it's like you're not ever sure like what could happen but yeah no I was never never nervous and where um, was your favorite place to live no pressure no pressure <laughs> I think I I liked China for this the challenge mm-hmm. of every day and just everything was so new and you walk out your front door and you just get people staring at you and People want to take selfies with you and just like right outside your house. And you're like, really? I live right here for like the last three years. Why are you staring at me? You know me. I'm your neighbor. I'm Annie. Annie. They don't know how to order. I wonder what that guy does now that you're gone. He's like, oh no. I'd say it's probably closed up. It's probably counting. Probably. The wooden chair place. You can't go anymore. You just get pictures on the menu. (laughs) That literally would have solved the whole thing. Do you like New Zealand? I did like New Zealand. It's just, it's a really beautiful country to travel around. And um, I love Ireland as well. Again, just for all, they're all different reasons Mm -hmm. that I like each place. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I think just like the general challenge of of China was, was really nice. You probably wouldn't find that anywhere else. No. Do you know that kind of (laughs) Nowhere else. And (laughs) just the journey that... Of every day mm-hmm. in China is, is is crazy. So, but I always I recommend to anybody just to go visit, just to see it yeah. and experience it. Just cool. the smells and the food and just the people mm-hmm. and the Chinese people are absolutely lovely and they're really curious people, aren't they? Yeah. Especially for things that are outside their country. Mm-hmm. We I find well, we find yeah, probably. absolutely, yeah, and they're like extremely loyal people as well. Mm-hmm. So like I've just never been uh, more welcomed into like someone's home mm-hmm. and just this just so much hospitality that they give people, mm-hmm. and that's just not just foreigners, it's anybody. Yeah. And, you know, this in terms of like, let's just say they make a, a, a bunch of food for dinner uh, for like me and me and Evan. And they would always, you know, take a plate and they would they would actually put food on our plate first before their own. Uh, their own. And, wow, yeah. you know, pouring us tea. Such or, etiquette. Really, mm, yes. It? And it's like, you know, keep eating, keep eating always. And they always give you gifts and those kind of things. And it's just like, oh, this doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. And, feel so good and yeah. yeah you feel really special there I always felt like I was progressing when I was there in terms of the language and understanding the culture mm-hmm. and I think that that was like a thing that kind of something that's lacking it for me personally here is that I don't feel like it's just everything's just kind of a day in life and I'm not I'm not progressing in in that sense mm-hmm. oh, but there are, I guess there are Irish there are cultural differences <laughs> <laughs> okay we don't really do a whole we lot here sometimes <laughs> we yeah. have our ways we have our like things that come around like Patrick's Day, Easter. <laughs> There's something that you say kind of that things. I always makes me laugh is when you say you're grand. Oh, because <laughs> that's like an Irish thing. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm grand. <laughs> I say loads as well. That would that wouldn't be a thing I would normally. say. And like if you go home then, or if you're talking to your mom or dad on the phone, are they like, "What is happening to your accent?" Yeah, or? they've stopped commenting. <laughs> Um, what's the big one like what one do they always kind of it's just more of like kind of tone that I guess at the end of 
my sentences, I go up yeah. almost like it's a question all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Who knows? So, like, for example, uh, my, my mom used this one. Like, I would say, like, do you want to come in? Come into the house. Like, that would be normally how I would say, do you want to come in? But now I'm like, do you want to come in? You see how I go up at the yeah. end? And that's so, a question. <laughs> so. it, that's a question, yeah. But, like, I guess even just for, like, normal statements, it would kind of be the same. They yeah. would just go up. And so she's like, you sound so proper. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Irish people sound proper because we go high. <laughs> Maybe. I think we just sound crazy most of the time. But I do mimic the, the accent mm. quite a lot. And uh, I said lovely the other day. Lovely. That's another one. That's, that one's really catching on. <laughs> That's lovely. I'm I'm a like terrible person for taking on as we, we, we off the air we were talking about how people have actually mistaken me to be American because and of, she went up at the end did you notice <laughs> because of the I don't know the kind of broken accent that I have because I'm from Wexford but lived in Waterford and then lived in Limerick and then now I live in Cork so I've never been in one place for too long but I watch a lot of American shows and YouTube channels and stuff like that so my accent is all over the place but I do tend to like accidentally like if I went to China I don't know what my 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 accent might come out like and I feel like I'm insulting people but it's just yeah I think it's it's called yeah it's a musical ear like if you can pick up on that my sister actually Una is very good at this Mm -hmm. we could we have relations in Cork and Cork has a very specific accent and she would come back we could spend two hours there and she will come back with a sing-song Cork accent yeah. and if I'm talking yeah, if I'm surrounded by not. Cork people like sometimes I do have things that I say very Cork and when I go home to Wexford my brother's like oh that's very nice yeah you from Cork by from Cork yeah I'm like that yeah that's um, the high pitch I'm talking about there yeah yes. yeah this Cork would be like that but yeah. I, I'm working with some people at the moment they have very Cork accents and I hear my conversation that we're having in my own ear and I'm like, Jesus, I'm very correct there now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting yeah. a bit like, I'm all right, bye, you doing well, are you? It's a bit like that name like, when we were in US. It's not even yeah. a very good Cork accent. I have to be like actually having a conversation with a Cork person to, to actually take it on. But yeah, I'm, I very much listen to people's accents and, and start to imitate. country, we're so small, but there's such a diverse a range of accents. Do like, you find that? Yeah, crazy. that we're... I mean... If you point it out, yeah, but I wouldn't be like, you just you're from like, Dublin. Yeah. Or like, you're, I, I can tell the Cork accent, <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, Cork I, is pretty great. I actually was just on a ski trip in February in France with a bunch of people from Cork. And I was just like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> if you, if you, if you get a, someone from West Cork. Yeah, no, good luck. Like, good luck. Because especially if they've really strong accent. They can speak really fast. Um, my mum always tells me this story that the um, Clarence Championship was on near Wexford sometime and some guys from Cork came up and stayed in the house and she said she was just in tears for the whole weekend because she could not understand a word oh they gosh. were saying to her. So she's so like, she was just like, they were so, so Cork that she was... God damn it, Hazel, get it together. She, she was just like, I didn't know what they were saying to me at all throughout the whole weekend that they were there I know poor mum god love her she does her best (laughs) but uh, we've kind of digressed a little bit but you've told us such a a great story about like your your, I was about to say secondary school education your high school education secondary school yeah I want to be correct though high school school. yeah and your college education and then going working after your college and then going to China and then going to New Zealand so you've like you've shown that if you I think industrious I think you were real sort of initiative when you showed yeah initiative. showed a lot of initiative and an, like an entrepreneurial kind of yeah uh, spark in you because you were like yeah I need to do this so I'm going to do it thank you I think so <laughs> and like what motivates you to have that such a drive like what keeps you going 
to be the best. And not in terms of like, yes. wanna, oh, I'm sorry, down. Pokemon just came into my head. I want to be the very best. No one ever was. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I do not know this song. What? Did you not watch Pokemon? When you said I want to be the very best. It's the teen tuned Pokemon, yeah. Oh, we're saying it again, are we? Okay. I just thought it was kind of after, you know, China and Asia and all that kind of stuff. Isn't that where Pokemon is? Okay, Leah, stop. Sorry, I went to see Detective Pikachu. We're trying to be a Pokemon, essentially. Yeah, we're Essentially, this whole podcast is about Andrea wanting to be a Pikachu. They're obsessed with Pikachu and China. Anyways, sorry, back to real life. In terms of the best that I can be, and so I'm always trying to better myself and in terms like personally, professionally, and just co- always kind of pushing myself to, and I want to see it too. Like I want to see myself getting better. And I think it was like one of the other podcasts you guys were saying that you mm-hmm. want to like look back on work you did even a month ago and be like, that was shit. Yeah. But like I can now, recognize yeah. that it's shit yeah. and I know how I can do it better. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. That yeah. shows you're progressing. If you can look back at something and cringe yeah. at mm-hmm. your work, then you're like, I've I've yeah. become better. I can do better. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I ever want to be just mediocre in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best for me. And I'm not necessarily comparing myself to other people. If other people are doing better, that's great. But I wanted to see myself moving up. So that keeps me going. Be the better, the best you that you can be, kind of thing. Exactly. You teach me, and I'll teach you. Pokemon. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Andrea's like, this is taking a turn. <laughs> She's in China for three years. I already got obsessed with um, I suppose now's a good time to go into the fun questions. Well, we, 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 we need to finish the kind of more serious questions, as this has been super serious. What's next, I suppose? Obviously, you have to finish your master's, mm-hmm. but do you have kind of a plan of action for after that? Is it progress? For the first time ever, no, okay. I don't, which is great for this mm-hmm. time in my life because for five and a half years has been go go Full go yeah. i've moved countries moved jobs changed not changed but like friends meeting new people mm-hmm. and, and growing up as well exactly and so it's been so full-on that it's just been so nice to just have a job that i really love in a house that i enjoy like being in and like just it's so nice to just like be settled for a minute and breathe breathe because as much as it's like it's all great experience moving countries Mm -hmm. it is so stressful at the same time you know people have said like they're you know they envy what i'm doing and i'm like you have no idea the stress that comes along with like getting visas and leaving your stuff that you've spent good money on and now you have to get rid of it for like half the price that you bought it and Mm -hmm. those kind of things and like when I moved to Ireland I had one suitcase oh my gosh that's all I had to my name I'm pretty sure an Irish person would not be able to pack with one suitcase (laughs) it took me how many moves to get to this new house yeah like my god one suitcase and I have a box (laughs) I have one box of like you know, high school yearbooks and stuff yeah. at my brother's house. Mm-hmm. So, like that American accent <laughs> yearbooks <laughs> from camp, <laughs> from camp. <laughs> so that's exciting. You kind of, as I said, after being so busy, hardcore busy for the last like five, six years. This is your. This is your you time get to, to enjoy kind it. Of, yeah, this is your time to kind of sit back mm-hmm. after you've done the math. Sit back, kind of look at what the world's your oyster. Like you, yeah. you, you can. You have so many opportunities ahead of you. Yeah. And you can look at them, and that's exciting. 
It's very exciting. Very exciting. It is very yeah, exciting. Very, very Enjoy well every stoked. second of it. Yeah. You're stoked. Like, there's no, I have no doubt from what I've heard about your story and your journey that no matter what you put your mind something you'll get it and you'll achieve it and 100% yeah this is so nice I feel so good right now guys supporting guys yeah exactly oh, uh, real queens fix each other's crowns as they say love it can't have my our podcast without some sort of a quote, quote. Um, but we did get that beautiful rendition of Pokemon which is I mean, now recorded forever yep you're welcome that's all I'll say <laughs> Uh, so we'll move on to the oh, <laughs> we'll move on to the more fun questions to start finishing off the podcast. So three people dead or alive that you would like to have over for dinner. And if this is Andrea, she's planned this out mm-hmm. to a T. I have. I, I have. Okay. Okay. First one. Not a famous person. It's my my grandmother. Doesn't have to be famous. Yeah. Lots <laughs> of um, people have said their grandmothers or their parents. Or really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my grandfather. Uh, his name was Leroy. Uh, he he died when I was three months old. Okay. Oh. So didn't get a chance to know him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, from what I've been told, one of those people who gave and gave and gave and told no one about it. Okay. Oh, wow. So asked for nothing in return. Nothing in return. <laughs> he just loved doing things for people. But mm-hmm. on top of that, he was just funny. And just like always, just cracking sex jokes, <laughs> and like, I, like, and that's my my mom's very much like that as well. My uh-huh. mom's are very. It's, t- I assume it's your mom's dad. Also. Yeah, yeah. Um, always TMI. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Um, <laughs> and so he sounds great. Oh yeah, like just the, the, all the stories from the amount of people that knew him was just unbelievable. And when he passed, over 2,000 people showed up at his funeral. Whoa. And my what? family had no idea he even knew that many people. <sighs> That's how much he didn't say anything to anyone about what he would do. He would just go over Sorry, to people's houses and help them move. The there. I know. It's, That's insane. It is insane. Like, showed up at the church and Jesus. just people pouring out of the church. Well, the church, like, we don't have the capacity. There's That's no me. way to fit that many people in That's there. Odd. That's incredible. That's just shows the Such legacy, the legacy that he left. Yeah. And it's so, I know it's, it's sad that you didn't get to meet him, but that you have people to tell you stories about him, it's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's really, really cool. He sounds amazing. Yeah. I know. I'd love to meet him too. Wow. Yeah. We'll <laughs> dinner party. <laughs> we'll cut over for the after. Yeah, we'll be the other two people. <laughs> so yeah, that's one person. One person. Um, the next one would be J.K. Rowling. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You can ask her all the questions about Harry Potter, all the ones that yes. are unanswered. I was not, I actually really struggled with reading when I was Same. a kid. Yeah, I was way below my reading level. It was sad. Really? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Sorry, just for anyone that's been listening consistently to the podcast, I've been talking about this book, A Year of Yes by Shonda mm. Rhimesbury. This is Andrea, this little book nerd that has all of these beautiful books in her house and she lent me that, which okay. spawned a lot of changes. I need to read this in the last year. Mentioned a lot. It's yeah. very good. It spawned okay. a lot of changes in the last year too for me in my life. So to hear that you weren't a strong reader or an avid reader or you enjoyed reading as a kid is mind-boggling yeah never picked up a book wow ever, didn't i would like I, I came very late to books as well like mm. secondary school really like first year of secondary school what got you into that harry potter 
Really? Yeah, JK. It's, it's, it's amazing. Just the story is, wow. and the creativity that's put into it. Mm. And it's, it's a very motivational story as yeah, well. And yeah, anyways, so I, those, reading those books, I, I, in fairness, I did watch the first movie before I did the, <laughs> the first book. That's okay. I that's will okay. allow. I think I, I will probably, totally no, allow. Do I? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, because that got me hooked and I was like, I, I have the to know what happens amazing. next. Yeah, yeah. And like, the only way to do that, the second movie wasn't out. And so Seems I had to totally read. And I just zoomed through them, and I was obsessed. Like, and I remember they like came out when during the summer. Mm-hmm. I was at camp. <gasps> so uh-huh. you didn't get any midnight releases. I went to a few midnight releases. I know. I, I did when I wasn't at camp. Uh-huh. But then I was like, Mom, you have to pick up the book at the midnight show, <laughs> and you have to bring it to me the next day. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I sounded like as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, and I would just rip through it at, at, at camp, and then, like, everyone was so jealous. They're like, my mom didn't bring me the book, and I get it, and I read it You should have made a Did big book out of it. weird accent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it made people sound like this. That could have been a money-making opportunity. After you read it, you can be like, $10 for anyone that wants to read it. Oh, no, I would charge per page. <laughs> if you get 20 pages done tonight, well, that's $20. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good business. Oh, there we go. Girl, I am true. <laughs> it's too nice. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love Harry Potter. Uh-huh. I yeah. grew up with it. And have you gone to London? Have you gone to the studios? Have That's a treat. I'd love to. I would bring you. It's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to spend that. all day there. I'm thinking yeah. of having my thirtieth there. Like I, I'm Harry Potter <laughs> has done so. It's a, it's so lovely to hear that he's he's still having that effect on mm. on on kids and generations and adults as well. Yeah, is, totally. Oh, so I'd love, love JK. to just meet the person who had that. Mm-hmm story in yeah. her mind and the fact that she went from nothing wonder would she become on the podcast oh girl give me two seconds i'll tweet her you get on to her there do it you've yeah. been tweeting everyone and people are being so nice about yeah, this podcast yeah. it's only a matter of time Yay. good old jk to have her on but that's yeah, yeah that's i totally relate to that because like i would have been i love comic books and stuff so that would have been what i've read because it was mostly pictures mm-hmm. um and i used to be a very slow reader i'm still not a super fast reader like J.K. Rowling definitely got me, and the Harry Potter books got me into reading. Like it was the first series of books that I read. And you'd go back like, and read them again. Yeah, you totally would. I do after every every like long periods of time. I'll go back. Or if I read a really serious book and it's super heavy, or even in college, if you were reading really big texts or papers and things like that, I would read a few pages of Harry Potter and get back into that world again. And mm-hmm. my God, yeah, it got me on the path as well. Like I, the majority of the books that I read are fantasy books. Mm, same. Yeah, just love it. I find it very hard to read any other kind of book, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I try, like, biographies and stuff. I'm like, no, it needs to take me from a, to a different There's world. There's no broomstick. No. <laughs> Have you read any Brandon Sanderson books? No. Oh, I'll give you any sp- of them. fair, we can speak about these books. E- yes, $20 per page. <laughs> yes. No. They're so Free. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that off. Oh, so who's, who, who would be your third So joining person? your granddad, J.K. Rowling. J.K. You know, just for a good crack, maybe, uh, you know, Jennifer Lawrence, because she'd be a good yes. one to have a drink with. Oh I think. my yeah. God. She's fun. She seems really fun. Did you see any fun. of the videos of her and Adele? And they're drunk. No. In a nightclub. It's the funniest thing they fall down. And they're both just laughing at each other. Love it. Yeah. I want her to just more sounds at my like dinner party. It's, it's at, a, it's at a, a drag party or a, a nightclub with drag queens. And a, a large Jennifer Lawrence gets Adele to go up the stage and everything. She's like, I love you. 
<laughs> to Adele. So it just sounds like a night out with us. I know. <laughs> like, uh, yes, Jennifer Lawrence. I think so that's a cracking trio. I don't know how your granddad. <laughs> oh, he's a funny guy, though. Oh, actually, yeah. I, I think, think, he's funny, I think he fine. sounds like he would hold his own. Yeah, yeah. he would yeah. like element. Jennifer Lawrence would get on very well with him. Well, yeah. I don't know how J.K. Rowling is going to fit in. I think she probably them. would. I'd say she's she a seems dark like a crack. I'd say she she's seems like a tequila drinker or something in her now. She's, she's yeah. She's feisty on the old Twitter sometimes. Oh, she's gas. Yeah. yeah, follow her on Twitter. She's yeah. so funny. She's very funny. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool. So your granddad, J.K. Rowling, and Jennifer Lawrence. That's a really fun mm-hmm. tri- trio. Oh, God, and we're only going to the afters. I know. Name. So um, <laughs> we'll move on now to the next question, which is, what is your favourite quote or mantra that you live by? Do you have a favourite Harry Potter quote? <laughs> Everybody go to camp. Yeah. <laughs> what if I don't have one? That's okay. That's okay. I don't have one. Do you have like, do you like any, like any passages from books or anything? No, I think like there, there was like, there is like kind of one talking about like what success is that mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of. It was something along the lines of success is the combination of hard work, preparation, and just general dedication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like you don't have to be the smartest person. And I've always kind of like related to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm butchering that quote, but like I've never like naturally felt smart. And so I've always overly prepared and worked really, really hard to mm-hmm. do to be where I'm at. And so I think that's really important for a lot of people who maybe don't feel like they're, maybe they're not at the top of their class or I don't know, that they're just maybe struggling with some things that like, if you put your mind to it, that you'll be able to be successful and if you're passionate about something, that's what it was, passion, passion, hard work and and dedication. Cool. I love that. Yeah. That was yeah. good. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Mullen, 2019. New yeah. quote. <laughs> yeah. So the next question is, knowing what you know now, what would you say to yourself 10 years ago? Or maybe the time just before you moved away or something like that? I would say to my 18-year-old self mm-hmm. to listen to people. All right. Okay. okay. Um, listen to advice or... Just listen. Okay. To listen to people. Pay attention. Kind of thing. Yeah, because... I think um, when you're young, and I don't want to generalize, but maybe a lot of Americans are this way as well. They're kind of a more of a me mentality versus we. Mm. And so it's talk, 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 talk versus what's going on with you and being emotionally aware about other people and what's actually going on in their mind. But also not just on an emotional level, but also... What knowledge do they have that mm-hmm. I can learn. I can learn from them? That's to a think good way. Think about the that. amount of knowledge that I would have at this age if I just stopped talking for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Listen yeah. to people, and oh, and asking more questions as well. Like is huge, and it's like it's something that I don't think I I really grasped until like maybe my maybe mid twenties that I was like I need to do this a bit more. Yeah, so I think that's. Like listening is like a really important skill for anybody to to learn, and if they can learn that at a younger age, even better because the amount of opportunities that can open not by just putting yourself out there, but by listening to other people and yeah, absorbing what they have to say is 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 huge and can you know help put you forward in life. So fantastic! That is yeah. that is really good advice, and that's even even to say that to yourself from 10 years ago but that's even good advice for 
people now. Yeah. At and even age. like oof, we're all twenty eight, so we're all still very young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's definitely still something that we can take away and be better at. So I think it's really good. So the last kind of second penultimate question is what would you say to someone that is teetering on the edge of a big decision or what life advice would you give someone? So for you it was like you kind of made that decision to go to China and go to New Zealand come back to Ireland so I suppose if someone's in a similar situation or just any kind of big decision what would you what advice would you give? Yeah I would say just do it do it like obviously plan (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say she would say plan Uh, then do plan don't wing stuff but you should but follow through with your plans so yeah. if you if you really want to do something and you do all this research and you're getting excited about something don't let other people tell you oh don't do that or that's not going to work like if you've prepared enough you should know for yourself that it will work out mm-hmm. and if ultimately it's something you want to do so it's better to have done something and it not work out than to be sitting at home being like I really wish I would have done that. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be my advice is just, yeah, get going with it. Don't let other people drag you down. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about my scooter. Oh, yeah. Tell us about your scooter. <laughs> um, before we go on to scooter, your advice kind of reminds me of, do you ever see Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith? Uh-huh, yeah. Probably my number one favorite movie. And your quote, or what you said, kind of reminds me of the quote where there's a scene where he's his little son is playing basketball and Will Smith is kind of looking off into the distance and he kind of turns to his son and he's like don't let anyone tell you you can't do something not even me mm-hmm. he's like if you want to do it do it kind of thing so I just wanted to say totally. that it's a very good movie if you haven't watched it makes me cry every time and it's really inspirational actually yeah. Um, but yeah, well, let's talk about your e-scooter. <laughs> pursuit of happiness get, get. to e-scooter. <laughs> I mean, maybe buying this e-scooter is your pursuit to happiness. Maybe. I love my e-scooter, but it's, I'm being a bit rebellious right now because it's not legal, I guess, in Ireland at the moment. Yet. 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 It, it will be soon. It's being, a bill is being proposed. I've seen loads going in Cork City. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a bunch. So I'm... Should I say that I'm still writing it? Go for it. Go for it. Go on. Do it. Take your advice. I am being very safe. I wear my helmet. (laughs) (laughs) I always ride not on the footpath, but I love it anyways. So... Uh, I remember all of my colleagues laughing at me when I was saying I wanted to get an e-scooter. And I was like, you know what? No. I I want the scooter. I think it's great. And I'm going to get one. And mm-hmm. you guys can all laugh at me. And you can make fun of me. But I'm going to get it anyways. And she did. I've seen it. I've been on it. Mm-hmm. And they're all jealous. It's it's amazing. Yeah. 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 So that's another thing. If somebody does, this refers back to what we just said. If somebody tells you it's stupid, you do it. You do what you want to do. Exactly Scooters are the pursuit that. to happiness. Everyone didn't yeah. want me to get one, and oh, and even Evan's dad was like, "What do you mean you're getting a scooter?" And like, "What do you mean you're gonna ride that around?" Evan's dad sounds like you, age ten. Yeah. <laughs> the same person. <laughs> Give me that Harry Potter book, mom. <laughs> what do you do? Get a scooter. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> Do the war. I have one accent for everyone. <laughs> Except for older ladies. They somehow turn into, like, people from New Jersey or something. <laughs> yeah, that, Give us one. That's, like, really loud. <laughs> no, I can't even do it. <laughs> I want my cigarettes. Just, like, a really, like, raspy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Raspy, I can picture leathery, that. leathery. Oh my god, look at those youths out there. They're yes, just taking yes. up the whole park. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get me a cigarette. That is, you're way better at it <laughs> Somehow, some way that like didn't turn out wrong. Well. Sometimes, sometimes I'm good at doing accents, but yeah. But you're really good at speaking Chinese. So. Yeah, you, and gibberish. And gibberish. And gibberish. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really cool. And we've kind of come to the end of the podcast now. Aww. And what a journey and a fun journey that you've been on. What an exciting, very different to any of the previous episodes that we've done, which is great, which is what I want to showcase here. Like I want to show showcase that there's just a lot of variety. There's so many opportunities out there. And what we ended on there was if you want to do something, do it and don't let anyone tell you different. Um, and just pursue whatever makes you happy. Even if it's a scooter. Yeah. And he's good. Good, good. Little things. Exactly. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. And um, so I guess if there's anything, any kind of social medias or anything that you want to plug, I don't know if you're big on social media or is there anyone that anything that people can support you on? Um, I um, am at Andy underscore Laosher, which is Chinese for teacher. Okay. Um, Laosher. I full sure you thought that was Laoshi for all the time I have known you. Can you, can you spell it? Uh, so yeah, Andy, A-N-D-I underscore L-A-O-S-H-I. Laoshi. Laosher. 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 Yeah. Maybe all the kids would be like, Laosher! I don't know how to describe what she just did there. Like, I don't know. She had one arm horizontal and her fingertips were touching the elbow of the other arm, which is vertical, and it looks like a capital L. Is that how they yeah. would raise their hands? Wow. They would always, always raise it like that. So, you know, instead of like having your arm raised above, above your head, yeah, it's always like kind of like a 90 degree Good angle. Why? Lifting up your arm because God forbid it wasn't strong enough to be yeah, above you your hair. So you just like, <laughs> they, I, you guys cannot see this, and but they could, are resting their heads. No, you the could table, be there doing it for there. ages, and the teacher would be like, No, <laughs> teacher, teacher, no teacher. questions. So you're like, uh, or miss, 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 miss. Um, but <laughs> we keep digressing. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it for the podcast. Um, Andrea, thanks so much for coming on and telling your story to us as well as Thank the you. listeners for our fifth episode of the podcast. Can you believe? That? I know we have more planned. Can you believe that? Super Tweet excited. Me. We're we're <laughs> getting all these episodes out, and I hope you enjoy listening to them. But as much as we enjoy making exactly them. with that and enjoy meeting all the wonderful people that we're meeting. So with that being said, I'd like to say thank you guys for listening to Next Gen Femme. Please email us at leah at nextgenfemme.ie if you know someone that would be good to have on podcasts. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at nextgenfemme underscore I-R-E. For any updates that we might have, we'll put them up there. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Until our next one, remember the future is female. Bye. 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 Okay, we're recording again. Cool. Yeah, so I think that's like listening is like a really important skill for anybody to to learn. And if they can learn that at a younger age, even better because the amount of opportunities that can open, not by just putting yourself out there, but by listening to other people and uh, absorbing what they have to say is 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 huge and can you know help put you forward in life. So.
fantastic. That is yeah. that is really good advice, and that's even even to say that to yourself from ten years ago. But that's even good advice for people now. Yeah, and even age. like we're all twenty eight, so we're all still very young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's definitely still something that we can take away and be better at. So I think it's really good. And um, so the last kind of second penultimate uh, question is. Um, what would you say to someone that is teetering on the edge of a big decision or what life advice would you give someone? So for you, it was like you kind of made that decision to go to China and uh, go to New Zealand, come back to Ireland. So I suppose if someone's in a similar situation or just any kind of big decision, what would you, what advice would you give? Yeah, I would say just do it do it like obviously plan <laughs> but, <laughs> I was plan, about to say she would it. say plan then do plan don't wing stuff but you should but follow through with your plans so yeah. if you if you really want to do something and you do all this research and you're getting excited about something don't let other people tell you oh don't do that or that's not going to work like if you've prepared enough you should know for yourself that it will work out mm-hmm. and if ultimately it's something you want to do so it's better to have done something and it not work out than to be sitting at home being like I really wish I would have done that yeah so yeah that would be my advice is just yeah get going with it don't let other people drag you down scoot 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 oh yeah we haven't talked about my scooter oh yeah tell us about your scooter (laughs) um before we go on scooter your advice kind of reminds me of do you ever see Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith Uh yeah probably my number one favorite movie and your quote, or what you said, kind of reminds me of the quote where there's a scene where he's his little son is playing basketball, and Will Smith's kind of looking off into the distance, and he kind of turns to his son and he's like, "Don't let anyone tell you you can't do something, not even me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "If you want to do it, do it," kind of thing. So I just wanted to say totally. that it's a very good movie. If you haven't watched it, makes me cry every time, and it's really inspirational actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, let's talk about your e-scooter. <laughs> pursuit of happiness get, get. to e-scooter. <laughs> I mean, maybe buying this e-scooter is your pursuit to happiness. Maybe. I love my e-scooter, but it's, I'm being a bit rebellious right now because it's not legal, I guess, in Ireland at the moment. Yet. 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 It, it will be soon. It's being, a bill is being proposed. I've seen loads go around Cork City. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a bunch. So I'm... Should I say that I'm still writing it? Go for it. Go for it. Go on. Do it. Take your advice. I am being very safe. I wear my helmet. (laughs) (laughs) I always ride not on the Uh (laughs) footpath, but I love it anyways. So uh, I remember all of my colleagues laughing at me when I was saying I wanted to get an e-scooter. And I was like, you know what? No. I I want the scooter. I think it's great. And I'm going to get one. And mm-hmm. you guys can all laugh at me and you can make fun of me, but I'm going to get it anyways. And she did. I've seen it. I've been on it. Mm-hmm. And they're all jealous. It's it's amazing. Yeah. 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 So that's another thing. If somebody does, it refers back to what we just said. If somebody tells you it's stupid, you do it. You do what you want to do. Exactly Scooters are the pursuit to happiness. You. Everyone didn't yeah. want me to get one, and oh, and even Evan's dad was like, "What do you mean you're getting a scooter? And like, what do you mean you're gonna ride that around?" Evan's dad sounds like you, age ten. Yeah. <laughs> the same person. <laughs> Give me that Harry Potter book, mom. <laughs> what do you do? Get a scooter. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. <laughs> Do the <it> war. <more. laughs> I have 
one accent for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Except for older ladies. They somehow turn into, like, people from New Jersey or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe Give us one. That's, like, really loud. <laughs> no, I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want my cigarettes. Just, like, a really, like, raspy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> raspy, ah, I can picture leathery, leathery. Oh, my God. Like, the most youth out there. Yes, They're just taking yes. up the whole park. <laughs> Somebody get me a cigarette. Can't even. That is, you're way better at it than I am. Somehow, some way, that like didn't turn out right. Well. Sometimes, sometimes I'm good at doing accents, but yeah. But you're really good at speaking Chinese. So. Yeah, you and gibberish. And gibberish. And gibberish. Um, so that's yeah, that's really cool. And we've kind of come to the end of the podcast now. Aww. And what a journey and a fun journey that you've been on. What an exciting, very different to any of the previous episodes that we've done, which is great, which is what I want to showcase here. Like, I want to show showcase that there's just a lot of variety and there's so many opportunities out there. And what we ended on there was, if you want to do something, do it and don't let anyone tell you different. Um, and just pursue whatever makes you happy. Even if it's a scooter. Yeah, and he's good. Good, good. Little things, exactly. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. And um, so I guess if there's anything, any kind of social medias or anything that you want to plug, I don't know if you're big on social media or is there anyone that, anything that people can support you on? Um, I um, am at Andy underscore Lauscher, which is Chinese for teacher. Okay. Um, Lauscher. I full sure thought that was Laoshi for all the time I have known you. Can you, can you spell it? Uh, so yeah, a- Andy, A-N-D-I underscore L A O. S H I. Okay. Lausher. 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 Yeah. Maybe all the kids would be like, Lausher! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you see, I, I don't know how to describe what she just did there. Like, I don't know. She had one arm horizontal and her fingertips were touching the elbow of the other arm, which is vertical, and it looks like a capital L. Is that how they yeah. would raise their hands? Wow. They would always, always raise it like that. So, you know, instead of like having your arm raised above, above your head, yeah, it's always like kind of like a 90 degree Good angle. Why? Lausher. Why? Teach her. Chinese people. No, it's good. Teach 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 Lifting up your arm, because God forbid it wasn't strong. And sometimes they, I, you guys cannot see this, and but they could, are resting their heads. No, on the you table could be there doing it for their... ages, and the teacher would be like, "No, <laughs> teacher, teacher, no teacher. questions." So like, ah, or miss, 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 miss. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Man. Um, but <laughs> we keep digressing. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it for the podcast. Um, Andrea, thanks so much for coming on and telling your story to us as well as Thank the you. listeners for our fifth episode of the podcast. Can you believe that? I know, we have more planned. Can you believe that? I know. Um, super Tweet excited we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing, getting all these episodes out and I hope you enjoy listening to them. But as much as we enjoy making Exactly. Them. With that, and enjoy meeting all the wonderful people that we're meeting. So with that being said, I'd like to say thank you guys for listening to Next Gen Femme. Please email us at leah at nextgenfem.ie. If you know someone that would be good to have on podcasts, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at nextgenfem underscore I-R-E. For any updates that we might have, we'll put them up there. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Until our next one, remember the future is female. Bye. Bye. Bye.